Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati style is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. We got the hookup for you. Just go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft for 10% off your entire order. That's it. No need to use a code. Just use the link and get 10% off directly on your order. That's dugoutmugs.online slash craft. Cincinnati style is also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly, guaranteed the next morning. Go to morelabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style. I am Mike, with me as always is Scott. Over there behind the computer is Joe. Joe, how you feeling tonight? What to do, baby? There he is, he's back. He threw us for the curveball last week, but this week, he's back. Uh, Scott, how you doing tonight, man? I'm good. Really good? No, just good. Oh, okay. Can you ask me how I'm doing? How are you doing? I'm great, baby! The Reds are going to the series! Yeah! I'm so excited. The divisional series for all of those of you. Who, I don't who care he meant which series. I just want to see the postseason. <laughs> That's all I care about. Uh, this is Craft Root Sports Cincinnati style, where our takes are just like the chili. If you're not from here, you're going to hate it. Uh, I'm beyond excited for this week. The Reds have shored up the outfield. They are a contender, just like I was feeling last year at this time. Are they though? <laughs> In this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Scott and Joe bringing me back to Earth, (laughs) reining me in. Mostly that. (laughs) Uh, We're also going to get into FC Cincinnati and their uh, crazy trade trade move, roster move this week. Uh, And then we'll talk some Xavier UC basketball. And uh, as always, Scott, going to do that hockey. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that hockey. (laughs) There's all that hockey to do. Is there a lot of hockey to do this time? Sure. We're going to do that hockey? Yeah. Lots of hockey to do. All to do one. <laughs> all right. Well, we will do that hockey in a little bit. We're going to get all up in that hockey. But <laughs> say, say something wrong. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Go ahead. You were saying? Let's go ahead and let's talk some Reds. Who? <laughs> 
can, can we get the Bengals drop this week? Since last week we got Marty for the we Bengals. Should, we, no, we got the Bengals drop, or we got the Marty drop for the Cyclones. So we oh, should get okay. the so yeah. the Cyclones drop yeah. for the Reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that. Uh, Joe, okay. go ahead and hit the Cyclones horn for the Reds here, and we will go ahead. Are we? We're all screwed up already. All right, we got it. Joe's on it. Joe is the uh, consummate professional over there. Let's talk Reds baseball. And this one belongs to the Reds. Scott. <laughs> I'm already ready to rein you in. <laughs> Just at Scott. Pump the brakes, man. Scott. Stop. <laughs> Scott. The Reds miss out on Ozuna. That was obviously the big target in right field. But they land another signing instead. Who? Who that is? And now the Reds are playoff contenders. I know, but who? Right? Who, wait, who? Who is it that they signed? Because I need to hear you say. I need to hear you, you say. You need to hear his me name. say Nick Castellanos. Is that what you need to hear me say? Oh, that's weird. Because just before the show, you you said something else. Was it more along the lines of the Gringo version of it? It was very Gringo. It was yeah. super yeah. Gringo. <laughs> how I said it. Before. It was. That's fair. I, you went O W G with the pronunciation. I do slip into that O D G every. Okay, I just want to make sure that you. Knew. Yeah, I knew. I okay, knew. Cool. I knew. Cool, cool, bro, cool, 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 cool. Bro, we just recorded another show. Uh, did we? Wait, wait. What was that other show? Uh, that was Craftroot Sports regular style. Regular <laughs> style. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that we've ever referred to that, but okay. Craft 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 Root Sports Missionary. <laughs> Doing responsible. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Okay, but Nick Castellanos signs a four-year, $64 million deal. He is essentially the Reds' right fielder now going forward. That shores up the outfielder. Now you now the outfield. Now you have Shogo at center field. You have Castellanos in right field. You got Winker at left. You're going to put in Irvin every once in a while. Probably going to trade Sinzel. The infield, we've already talked about. Wait, is, hold on. Back up. Are they really going to do that? Like the trade Sinzel part? That's the rumors. The rumors is to trade off Senzel and bring in a, a high quality shortstop. Like he's been linked to trying to get Lindor in there because right now you got Galvis playing shortstop. Sure, and I I will say that I mean if they could get somebody like Lindor, then sure. Then all of a sudden I'm I'm on this Reds hype train a little bit. But the the problem is like. Senzel has been the yeah, stop the 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 Senzel hype train has been real for about three or four years would, now, where that he was untradeable and I would now kinda all of a sudden hate, he's gone to well we're, he's going to be the centerpiece of a deal. Well, I would kind of hate weird. I would hate for them to move Senzel. I think that that dude is going to end up being fantastic, and especially with a team that's rebuilding question mark uh he's a guy yeah the the indians in that case well no the reds because the reds are are in this weird state where it's like are they rebuilding because then they make moves like this and they're not really rebuilding because if the indians make this deal it would be clear that they're moving on and ready to like jump start right but this is this is what we've talked about before where it's like okay if the reds make that move let's say hypothetically they trade senzel and a couple other prospects and they get lindor in return then they're all in the, it, right, this is like the <laughs> year. There, there is no more rebuild. You are all in on this season, right? And uh, as we saw in the hype video that Joe found before the show uh, from the Power Stacks on YouTube, <laughs> the the machine is rebuilt at that point, right? Like that is it. You are all in on this season. It's a go. A lot of Trevor Bauer in that. There was a lot of Trevor Bauer in that. Is video. that a good thing? <laughs> I mean, <sighs> Bauer outage coming to Cincinnati. <laughs> I can't wait till he starts. 
chucking balls over center field in Great American <laughs> Ballpark. That's what I – I know it didn't happen last year, but I really want really uh, To be fair though, if he does chuck any balls into the outfield and they go over the wall, it will be 100% less impressive than when he did it at Kauffman Stadium because the walls at Great American Ballpark are Little League style. Can we change – I've so been meaning to that. ask about this. Can we change – like right now – No, we cannot change the fact that their walls are Little League style. No, no, no. In, in between the power stacks, there's the sign that's like, Reds, hit it here and uh, win a Toyota Tundra. And like that's the giveaway, like if mm-hmm, a player hits mm-hmm, home run. Mm-hmm. Can we change that to – if Trevor Bauer throws a ball and Here. hits that sign, somebody wins a Toyota Tundra. Can we switch that giveaway up? That would be impressive because dead center field. If he throws it that far, then right yeah. into the power side. Let's do sure. it. Right. That should be. Then that it would go to a good cause. Like he wouldn't have to apologize to anybody and right. just be like, "Hey, just I was trying to win this guy." A Toyota. Every time Trevor Bauer gets taken out of the game, launch it into center field. Try to hit the the sign. Somebody wins a Toyota Tundra. Actually, that would be a hilarious way for the Reds to flip it on the Indians. It by, needs such like, a troll. By embracing right, the, the right. throw into the center field. Like, <laughs> I don't appreciate that. <laughs> me both. But no, seriously, like I, I, I would totally like be like, wow, that's it. It, you you could see right through it. It'd be transparent as all hell. But it would be funny if they were like, no, Trevor Bauer's here, and now we're totally embracing the fact that he throws. Like, forget the OWGs up in Cleveland. Like, we love the fact that he's off his hinges and just chucks it in their center field. Like, Bell runs out to the mound and, like, elaborately hands him the ball. And I was like, here you go, Trevor. Like, you're getting taken out of the game. But before you do, win this man a Toyota Tundra. It's the only time that fans get super pumped when the starter gets pulled. Because right. it's like, come on, Trevor. Trevor has a rough day. He's out in three, but fans are cheering. Like, yeah, he gave up 12, but he's gonna somebody's going to win a Toyota. Fans, which, which would fans be more excited about? Bauer throwing it at the power stacks or going for the 11th strikeout for free pizza? Mm, that's a tough Who would who, – Pizza. Who, more people pizza. get pizza. pizza. Yeah, I was going to say, because only one that's person true. gets the Tundra. Yeah, but everybody I mean, gets pizza. I've lived here since 2003. I've never seen somebody win the Tundra. I've never seen them win it. Has Nobody it, hits it that far. But, but didn't didn't somebody win it one time? Like Google this, but I thought I and I could be wildly mistaken. I thought that there's been one time that it was hit, and it, I thought it was Adam. Dunn. I feel oh, it could have been Adam Dunn. He's probably the only one that could have. Uh, like or at least also how did Adam Dunn not hit make the Hall of Fame? Vicinity. By the way, the Reds Hall of Fame or. <laughs> The, the MLB Hall of Fame. The, the the same Hall of Fame that Marvin Lewis is in with the statue downtown? Like, wait, which Hall of Fame are we talking about? There's a lot of Hall of Fames. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Has it, no, no one has ever hit the promotional sign. I think what they do is at the end of the season – Toyota takes down that Tundra and then they like raffle it off so, and like do some so, game. Okay, so nobody So in 2018, in 2018, there was somebody did win the car. Because they changed the rules. So no one has actually ever hit the promotional Toyota According sign. to the rules established. Correct. Okay, then okay. in 2018, they decided to change the rules that if a ball came close enough in the general vicinity, oh, you can win. See, Jesse, Jesse Winker that, hit a home run. I was say, and like, that's within, it was in three it. inches of the sign, and they won in 2018. Mm. How do you judge that? Like, who's sitting there like, mm, sorry, three they, and a half? Well, it see, was three and a half. Toyota dealers acted quickly and determined that for this occasion, one time only, close is good enough. No, this is so garbage. it wasn't. It wasn't predetermined. Um, it was just like, ah, am, we've had I'm this out. thing sitting here for ten years. I'm out of this. I would rather them just have Bauer throwing it into center field. That is way more than. Oh, yeah, it was no, close. Yeah, no. I mean, if it, if that's 
if it's the the difference between the two, it Thank absolutely you, is more impressive if somebody from the mound chucks it out there, <laughs> hits where it's supposed to be hit, and they're like, "You just want to a tundra." Like, that's talk about a power outage. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this signing. So uh, with Cassianos coming on board in a four-year deal, that puts your boy on the bench, double-A. Mm, uh, Aquafina is now on the bench. No that's but is, that's not bad, right? Like with the way that dude bombed towards the end of the season, like he started off hot and then totally tanked at the end of the season. He may be the type of guy that it's just like, nah, he's our, he comes in late in the game and he's the one that we go to, we call on him. No, I wouldn't even say that far. Like, if you say he's the fourth outfielder just in general where he starts two or three games a week and he goes out there and gives you and he's just hitting dingers because that's what he does and it's, he's, his exposure is limited. If you limit it as his at bats and he's not out there every day where it's like, well, he had 400 amount, you know, 400 plus ABs and, well, he only hit this much, looks much less impressive than if you say, well, he was only a part time starter, but in this amount of at bats, he had this many home runs and, like, the average looks like it looks like he's a better player. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that all of a sudden becomes this super valuable piece versus a guy who, yeah, we ran him out there every day and he. You know, he hit this many dingers, but he, he also batted 230, so <laughs> it was rough. Like, <laughs> like it's the difference between that. Like, you, you, you value him as a guy that is a spot starter, fourth outfielder, but not an everyday guy. Like, those those dudes totally have – and when you're talking about, like, potential playoff teams and, and situations like that, like, that is a guy that you sh- for sure want. Okay, let's talk about this lineup real quick. As we go through this, look at now that Cassianis is in – the outfield is going to be essentially Winker, Shogo, Castellanos. In the infield... Wait, back up real quickly because I was unsure about the, the Shogo signing when it was first done. He He's an everyday guy? Like, is that... Uh, he's he's likely going to be their everyday center fielder. Okay, because... Yeah. Well, and yeah. it, the only reason I ask is because when they signed him, it was like, well, he's an everyday guy in Japan, but they weren't sure how it would translate. And he's got the speed, like defensive, like he sounded like a slightly better hitting Billy Hamilton. So I wasn't sure if that actually mm, meant, that Hey, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, Although, slightly better, slightly hitting, better. That's not, that's yeah, that's not slightly mm. better. Hitting means he hits two forty <laughs> instead of two ten. So <laughs> wait a second. Do they have to bat him below the pitcher in the lineup? No, then it's good. I'm on board. Well, or does, you know, bell you know, force the issue. And have him in the the leadoff <laughs> spot because he's you know still dealing with Whoa. well he's the fastest guy on the team Center so he's got to be what we the gotta do. So early early depth chart predictions have Shogo, Senzel, and Castellanos in the outfield with Winkler wow. and Aquafina as your two. So they're moving up. Shogo to left field. Wait, and who in center? Senzel, Senzel, and Castellanos and right. Right, and that's why I'm so confused about like the whole Senzel trade rumors because it's like he's gone from he's our third baseman of the future, like hands down won't trade him to, well, we'll 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 maybe put him in left, but he can also play some second and short. And what's because Suarez is a beast, and you can't you can't he's blocked. Right. Okay. So (laughs) even if he moved off of third, I'm still confused how he went from untouchable like. Because of his bat, like that's it. Like yeah. his bat has been like, well, we can't move this guy because he's going to be an amazing big old hitter. stick. Right, he got so a it's big like, old stick. right, we're going to put him in left and like, all right, we've even been trying him out at second, and then they tooled around him with them at short, and so the idea that they're like, eh, now we'd be willing to move him for an everyday shortstop. Like I get it because a shortstop, 
you know, uh, one that can defensively carry his own and offensively be competent, invaluable no matter what Not team only you that, are. that's that is the glaring weak spot sure. in that Reds infield. Like if you look at that infield with Votto at first, Moose at second, Suarez at third, Galvis at short. Mm. Right, but the, well, the only problem, I guess, with the the trade scenario is Lindor would be a rental. So, are you willing to do this? Like, well, like okay. this, like this is clearly the Reds pushing all the chips in the middle, no matter so what. And I'm saying this is World Series of bust because we're getting rid of the guy that we said was the future for the last four years for a guy that will only be here for like a year, maybe two. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Lance McAllister pointed out that with the Cassiano signing. He's got an opt-out after 2020, like <laughs> a player option after 2020. So glad that you brought that up, but like, go ahead. So he's got, not only does he have a, an opt-out after 2020, he also has an opt-out after 2021. So in this four-year deal that's worth $64 million, it could end up being a one-year $14 million deal. Uh, so, you know, when you're looking at it from that perspective, it's almost like the Reds are assuming this is the year, and if it doesn't happen this year, Cassianos is probably going to bail and walk and go somewhere else. Well, you you say that, but the only problem is because I saw Lance McAllister's tweet, and I was like, okay, that it definitely makes the deal sound like if you're one of those people that are like, and eh, that crazy about this deal, it makes it sound better. The only problem is when it's a player's option, you get that nervous feeling because. If everything doesn't go correctly and Castellanos is like has a down year because it's a player's option, he can be like, that's cool. I'm opting back in because I won't make this money anywhere else. And now you're fair. screwed now you're with stuck. this. Yeah, right, yeah, like now fair. you're screwed with this however, contract, however, the so. stat that I saw and we I talked about it before the show. <laughs> highest <laughs> Here OPS. <it> highest <laughs> OPS at Great American Ballpark. <laughs> minimum thirteen at bats. Castellanos. That's all I'm saying. I mean the dude. Granted, that was in four games, and that's fine. Say, that's is, fine. But he has 13 at bats. One of those at least. classic baseball stats where Dude, it's like that's the best. on a Tuesday in night games <laughs> with 13 minimum at bats, Castellanos, greatest hitter in American ballpark history, hands down. Like, there's no other way of looking at it. And when you look at it, you're like, yeah, well, the stats don't lie. It, it, you know, that's right. Just have to hope and have to hope that every game that the Reds play is on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Every single game. <laughs> so so the other side of the ball, so people are talking that the bullpen and the rotation are looking pretty top-notch nowadays. The best rotation looking in pretty, the National League. You're looking at Market. Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Wade Miley, and Di Scalfani as your five with Lorenzen Amir. And Iglesias is pretty much rounding out your bullpen plus some others. Tell me that is not a World Series caliber pitching staff. I know you're all that excited. That is a World Series caliber <laughs> pitching staff. <laughs> I know you're all. I mean, excited. you'll move Sclafani when come you sure, know sure, playoffs. Sure. You'll throw him in the rotation. On, look on a serious note, on paper, if if the Reds are going to do anything say, on name say, basis alone, say, right, right, right. Say yeah, what yeah, I want like, you to say like, right now. You, say if it. You, if you on throw paper, out everything on paper, like just looking at the rotation, say it, say, the say, reason say, that the Reds are going to make the playoffs is their pitching. Yeah. I mean, they, like because the, it's because that Wade Miley signing. <laughs> That's yeah, what that, did it. That that actually was the tipping <laughs> point. It was like, you know what? I don't think they can hack this, but Wade Miley. <laughs> hmm. No, but like all jokes aside, like 
like they're pitching. Like when you look at their names and the potential that is assigned to each one of those guys, and assuming the Sunny Gray that we got last year is the Sunny Gray that they get this year, like uh, that is a very assuming very, the Castillo we got last year is the Castillo we get this no, year. No, no, because no. Because see, I, to me, I know that dude's the ace, no, and that's the, the I but, think, but I think that's like a lock. That that I'm is saying, more. I'm no, just no, saying, but that's like more you, of a lock than than Sunny Gray. Well, yeah, it's more of a lock than Sunny Gray, but I feel like that's still not a lock. Sure, okay, it's definitely but, not but, a lock. But that's that Castillo what I'm saying. Like, does because that dude balled the hell out last year. But if you if you dial it back to just thinking about like each one of these individual names and, and what they're capable of, the the idea that Castillo could be the ace and give you those like you know nine Ks per eight innings or like whatever pizza crazy, man yeah like pizza I mean like, whatever crazy stat is like. <laughs> Him being that is much more likely than probably anything else in the rotation. Like all the question marks, if you put like, like what Trevor Bauer are we gonna well, that's, get? That's like, the thing people are knows. saying that like right now they have at least four people that at one point in time were at least the number one people on right. previous teams. On a staff. Castillo, Sonny Gray, Bauer, even and Scafani. Even Wade could, and You know, they were all one. They could be ones you know previous years before. So right. if they all collectively that, be average to good right that you're looking is why, good that that's we, why like reds fans if, like if you're a reds fan like i get where you're coming can from. we keep talking about our our <laughs> rotation being ones can we just keep saying that sure, can we just keep saying that over and over and over and over and over again that's fine i'm like that's where the optimism comes from it's not from like castellanos right yeah i was gonna say <laughs> castellanos like to me isn't necessarily like the tipping point like i feel like offensively they were gonna be okay this year because of the moves that they made but it's like a full year of Bauer, uh, you know, having everybody like everybody being the best that they could be, like that's your best bet. Because what are you looking to do? You're looking to shut down the Cubs who have a high powered offense. That ain't gonna come from your offense. Get out of like, here, Cubs. They're in shambles. They're no, no, no. done. No, 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 no. Get I know. rid of them. And I, I, I agree with you. The, the, the Cubs are like a confusing bunch. But I'm saying like their strength right now, their offense. Yeah. So you yeah. need the you need the pitching to come out and shut down the Cubs. The Brewers Which started we- losing all their pieces, so it's like, eh, they're not. the the Cardinals snuck into the division last year. Their offense isn't scary, but again, I feel like their strength is their offense. Like you know, they they've got a couple of decent pitchers, but then it really falls off. If the Reds are going to win this division and do what everybody thinks that like right now they can do. It's going to be because of their pitching. So if it, that pitching, for whatever reason, blinks at any point and they start to struggle, then it's going to be the same old Reds. And it's not even that. It's just if an injury happens. Sure. You got you got nothing. Right. Like, no, it's because the you're, depth you're right now is, the depth is absolutely is zero. It's terrible. Something happens, like you get somebody that's got some uh, some elbow soreness, right. we're screwed. It's It's done. However, if everybody stays healthy... If everybody performs how they should perform, <laughs> this team is going to the playoffs. It's happening. So if you want to talk about the rest of the division, champions last year, Cardinals, have basically done nothing, nothing. except lose Azuna. Yeah. Yeah. And then they signed uh Which for their lefty. offense which for their offense is quite a big loss because they didn't have yep. a lot of firepower to begin with. So that's a big loss that's for a them huge if they loss don't do anything. They they lost the now we go to the Brewers. Um, they lost some stuff. They lost right? a <laughs> lot of people. Addition and subtraction. Basically, basically, they just did scotch tape repair over the free agency 
Cubs are Cubs having have done absolutely nothing, which is and weird. And there's rumors of Bryant might be moved out. Yep. Right, like if they don't come out of the gate, the Cole Hamels, Cole Hamels is no longer there. He's not brave. And then yeah. Pirates are Pirates. The Pirates. Yeah. I saw a stat. That well, the and Pirates, they lost Marte. They traded Marte, so I mean yeah. that instantly makes their offense worse, which wasn't very good to begin. I don't know so. where I, I don't know where I saw the article, and I just saw the headline, but it said that the Pirates uh, payroll coming into this season is like forty one. Million dollars, like it what? is, like god awful trash. They so don't. So you mean the care. amount that the the Astros should have been fined to to detour cheating? Like that's the amount that it would have been. Like whoa, forty one million dollars. <laughs> yeah, we can't do this cheating thing. The, the five million bucks was like, but seriously, forty one million dollars. There's guys, there's teams paying that to like right, one guy. Right. So that's, you know, out of everybody, the Reds obviously finally for once went out and spent in free agency, does this push them up in the division? Yep. It's a very yep. winnable division, yep. right? Yeah, no, yep. I mean, it, this yep. is two years in a row that I'd argue that the Reds spent more than their te- like their counterparts and like were trying harder when you just look at the way they've And they weren't the uh, quick buys like Puig where it's like, all right, we're sure. trading for him and we're going to quick sell him. Come. I know you guys I know you guys still get on me about that Puig trade, but I will go to the grave defending that trade because it got them out of the Homer Bailey contract. It opened up all of this stuff this year. Like it doesn't – Puig is a rental. Fine. Matt Kemp doesn't make it like a month into the season. Fine. You don't have to pay Homer Bailey anymore. That is – that's the best. That's the best part of that whole trade. I, and you know what? I will give you that because the Braves did a similar thing during their rebuild when it was like BJ Upton. Didn't matter. Yes, they traded Kimbrell in that trade, but and everybody was like, well, why would you trade Kimbrell? And it's like, yeah, we're going to suck, so there's no reason for a closer. But the principle of that was no longer are you paying BJ right. Upton millions of dollars let's, to suck every day. Let's look at let's look at how that played out too, because then they trade Puig and they get Bauer back. So you get out from the Homer Bailey contract and get Bauer. Like essentially you traded Homer Bailey and that god awful contract for Bauer. I would take that deal ten out of ten times. Absolutely there's no there's no question. It doesn't not only, and then it's fun to watch Puig play. Like you got to watch Puig for half a season, and he led your offense in home runs for ninety percent of the season. No, hey, doesn't he still lead? <laughs> it's like you hear Suarez the season. Like he still. I think he finished the season he, in second place. I was going to say runs. he's still the the second leading <laughs> run producer in the Reds lineup, and no longer plays for the Reds. And he's still a free agent. He doesn't even play for the Indians. That's what he's signed with nobody. How has he not come back? Like I thought for sure he was going to be the guy that they brought back because there hold was on, all hold that. No, 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 no. To be fair. This MLB offseason has been insane, and this is first offseason in like three years Are you that telling me, are anybody you, has signed before March. That's a good point. Are you <laughs> telling me Puig might come back? Are you telling me Puig might come back? No, their outfield is set after Castellanos. Like, if Ca- like the longer Castellanos didn't go sign, <clears throat> they definitely could have brought Puig back, but I don't think that – like, now you're not bringing him back to be – just muck up the outfield. Plus – Bring as back. much as yeah, as much as Cincinnati faithful loved Puig, like it would be a detriment to team chemistry to bring yeah, back at a this guy point, like that. Like, at this he, point, you don't bring him back. Right, but man, he would if he had re-signed with the Reds. Like if he had come back, this city would lose. Oh their man, mind. you think I'm excited? Like right now, imagine 
all of Red's nation. Like, before Marvin's statue went up, they'd already be putting a Puig statue up. Like, they would be like, oh, he resigned? Statue today. <laughs> like, they would be casting it when he was a, like, oh, look at that's him signing the contract. There's a statue of him <laughs> signing his contract to re-sign him. <laughs> yeah, it was only one year, but we got to get it up before, before we Well, they're already going to have a statue at first base playing, so it really doesn't mean anything to put up another one. <laughs> gotcha. You want to talk some FC Cincinnati? <laughs> Wait, is there an FC Cincinnati? Real news? quick, we don't even have to do any. You don't have to do any crazy graphics change, this Joe. Is news uh, to me that there's FC Cincinnati news. Fernando Adi, who was the first Isn't that a signing, car? yes, uh, okay, it cool. is. Yeah, it's a car, and also the first guy that that uh, FC Cincinnati signed while they were still in USL. They signed him as like this is our first MLS player. He was the guy that it seemed like they were going to build a franchise around. He is now no longer part of the team. Uh, the team has opted out, and he now plays for the Columbus Crew. So cool. So Jenny from Houston is just. Amazingly, I got a text. I got a text from my buddy Nick, who is a big time Columbus Crew fan, and he was like, "Dude, FC Cincinnati is play, is paying Audi more to play to play for the Crew than they are for him to play for FC Cincinnati." Yeesh. <laughs> That's not a good look. Uh, That's the, something Cincinnati's accustomed to. Well, you know, it's it's there's been so much change in the front office at that organization that I don't even and and admittedly I'm not a big I'm still learning the MLS game and all the crazy I'm still weird learning that rules. there's MLS news this time of year. So <laughs> sure. Uh, but is. FC Cincinnati did uh win against Phoenix Rising FC three nothing uh in a friendly. I do love that they call exhibition games friendlies. And that's that's uh, kind of fun. It was the first official game of the 2020 MLS preseason. 3 nothing. FC Cincinnati with a W, so you know what that means. Everybody's back on the bandwagon. Going to the cup, baby! <laughs> Going to the cup. Here we go. Means, Boom. Means all the hipsters are right last, back in. <laughs> last year at uh, at UC, uh, we're, we're last year at Nippert, and we're ending it with the MLS Cup. Boom. <laughs> Market. <laughs> Audi's gone. We got rid of him. Boom. MLS Cup. Well, I mean, with their 12th head coach in their history and uh, <laughs> the, the first ever Asian sign of the day. Yeah, there's no second, doubt. Like Second GM. Uh, we got a new president of <laughs> yeah, operations. Yeah, like I mean, Birding's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So there's I'm nowhere to go but up. <laughs> That's the way I feel like. Like You're right. <laughs> Good times ahead for MLS. Did uh, did Kubo score at all in that? And uh, he didn't score at all. That's disappointing. Uh, but I do see that there were some uh, Ray Ortiz assists. Ray Ortiz was one of the the pickups in the draft. So is it Ray Ortiz a wrestler? Yep, he sure is. Uh, also, <laughs> fun fact: Ray Ortiz for FC Cincinnati also plays with a luchador mask. Wow, I didn't even know that. That's... He he doesn't. I'm just. Oh, I was just gonna say. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Okay, all right. I need to stop here. No, stop. It's okay. Rey Mysterio. No, no, no. I know that. I wasn't trying to be like, I was trying to make the joke there. For the, but the 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 mask thing threw me because I'm legitimately like, is this a bench player who just sits there and is like, hey, I got this luchador mask on. Like, I thought that might have been a real thing. I'm like, damn. And you are so gullible. Uh, yeah. I, I, won't, I won't deny that I, I felt that. I just need I, to get everybody to know that it's Rey Mysterio, not Rey Mysterio. <laughs> No, I, that that part I knew. Like that that was part of the joke. The the genuine like surprise about wearing Luchador mask. No, I can't even. I gotta own that. Like I I got duped. I'm like, wait, what? I like that for at least 
four seconds in your mind. You can see it. Go back, everybody. Just hit rewind and go watch Scott process that for a second because you can see in his head him thinking of a dude playing professional soccer. <laughs> playing any type of in soccer. In a luchador mask. Like, you were How really that picturing that. You were like, this dude really does that. That's yeah. – what a man's man. Let's talk some Xavier basketball. Oh, no. <laughs> it'll be not. it'll be quick because oh, they are because so they're bad. losing right now. Uh, are they really? They're losing right they now. They were when I checked. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ain't zipping anybody up. Ching ching. Zipping themselves up. Uh, the body bag right up over our did heads. Did you watch? Did you watch that uh, the Creighton game with they when they did the Fox Sports All Access? No, I watched the game itself. I missed the All Access. The game itself was oddly. Like the first one. In fact, Xavier improved in the second game. They scored one more point than they did in that first loss. <laughs> I also, I was very thrown off by all of the pink in the, the stadium because I, I at first, winning by two currently. I thought my TV was out of whack because it was very pink because like Creighton was doing, uh, I, I don't know what the reason behind it was. Yeah, but like. Yeah. The, uh, their coach was wearing pink. The jerseys were like had pink in them. Everybody in the crowd was wearing pink. I was very confused by what was going on. Uh, but Xavier ends up losing that game uh, by a lot. But the all access was actually kind of fun to watch. So they did a split screen where they had the game in in a box, and then they had each coach was like mic'd up, and they had a camera on each coach, and they had that in a split screen. So you got to hear the coaches like rag the refs and you got to hear them kind of like get in their, their players asses when they messed up. Uh, Travis Steele really likes that kill thing. Like he is, he's a freak about that. Like you hear him on the sidelines yelling about kills constantly. If I had tickets at Cintas behind the Xavier bench, I would freaking hate Kills. I would hate it with, just based on how much Travis Steele yells about it. Man, we joked about this to start the season. Before anything got underway, I was like, ah, this is going to be the fun stat. Now it's become the stat that I'm like, get that stat all the way F, the F up out of here. Because it's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter if we have 9,000 kills. We lost the game. Well, that's the problem. We're not getting enough kills because 97% of the time when you have seven kills, which is three possessions in a row, yeah, yeah, without yeah, 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 then yeah, you yeah. win 97% of the time or whatever this is. Yeah, the the other team's getting all the kills. Yeah, we're getting, uh, we are getting killed kills. is what's happening. <laughs> Very annoying. Like, seriously. Like, just. Uh, oh, there's, like, there's been frustrating seasons. God. With Xavier, um, and the game is currently tied with 30 seconds left. Yep, and we've like seen it coming, so it wasn't like necessarily as bad. But like this season, or it's like, all right, number 15 to start the season. Here we go, baby. Get back to, and it's just been like, no, this team is bad. When does Steele start feeling the warmth on the seat? Mm, I think at the end of next year. Yeah, Next but, uh, year, you're like, going to give them this year. Well, no, I mean, I think that the 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 chatter like starts though at the end of this year. Like, if they don't, you know, make a run in the Big East tournament, because at this point that's the only way they're, they're making the tournament. To. Yeah, they're not going to. So if they don't have a really good showing, you know, anything outside of a Big East conference tournament final, it'll be like 
Uh, we make the right choice. What's going on? I mean, I already, I have friends who have already said. I also is, have friends right, that this, are like, like this was a wash. Like we this screwed is, this like, up. This was wrong. Like this, this was, was the, the first, first time, time the in house. Yes, right, yeah. yes. The in house, the, the, the in -house is like it is. It is time to move away from the in house. Also like, down one with nine seconds. I haven't gotten there yet. But I tell you what, at the end of this year, you know, if things progress the way they have, like starting on uh, starting the the minute that next year starts. The man is on notice because you can't have three years where it's like, yeah, this was just an utter disappointment. Especially like, with recruiting classes go. like you're getting. Right. Like these are dudes that are – they. Well, and that's Under why any I'm other even, coach. Well, is, and that's why I'm giving him the leeway that he has because it's like, all right, well, the recruiting is still there. Like you're still getting recruiting classes. But if you came in to the head coaching job as – like part of the reason you got it is because you were this master recruiter and they wanted to keep that pipeline going. They didn't want to get rid of any of the guys and they want to keep that. Like if you can't flip that into coaching them up and turning them into good players, then all of a sudden it becomes, well, you're just the guy. You're just a good recruiter, enough, bro. Like you're just good yeah. enough to recruit. And yep. so it's like we got to start thinking, do we get somebody in here who can actually turn these recruits into something? Because guys have regressed, stayed the same. Or not done anything so far under him, and it's like it's getting to the point where it's like disheartening. Last year, you you do whatever. It's the first year, you know. I I don't take anything. This year, it, it, it's frustrating, but I haven't like given up on it. Next year will will be the test. Like that third year, it's like you better show me something. I better <laughs> see some big strides. You got <laughs> like, show me something, Trav. Yeah, beating UC ain't enough. Do you miss the A10? No, no, I don't miss the A10. No, like it hasn't gotten to that. Like, cause, cause at this point, I it's miss like Chris Mack. I do, I do, well, I do. No, no, I'm no, sorry, okay. I miss Chris Mack. Well, I no, miss him. Well, it's it's not sorry. missing. It's I not miss him. him in his blue shirts, and he doesn't look right in red shirts, and I hate it. I'm sorry. That is weird. It's weird. It's not. It's he not. doesn't have the skin complexion. Trust me, as a guy that looks like this, <laughs> there are certain Christ. people that can't pull off red it, shirts. It's not Chris missing, Mack is one of them. It's not necessarily missing Chris Mack. It's it's missing the idea of like I miss wins. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's missing that that like idea that like no matter who we put in that seat. They're going to succeed. Like, this is the first time. And you knew, like, at some point that, like, that luck was going to run out, right? Like, Xavier wasn't always just going to be able to hire somebody on staff, the hot right. game on staff, well, and, like, keep the train rolling. Oh, are we going to OT? And, and We're going maybe, OT? maybe it's finally happened, but it's like that first guy was always going to be, like, the fall guy of, well, this experiment's over. Time to end this. Like, now that they're in the Big East. You can no longer do that. Right. We'll just hire the the hot guy on staff and keep it moving. Like, well, and and you now may you have to go outside the box and start like when they said, "Hey, we're doing a nationwide search." No, no, no. You might actually do have to right. do a actually do a nationwide search, not yes. settle for the guy who's already in house. Like as difficult as that sounds, like it, it's the truth. Like I mean, I it, no, you're like, hundred percent right. After next year, like the. the 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 noise will be loud enough that and Xavier is a position now where they can no longer like ignore it. Like by the way, they're gonna have to do something. Najee hit a three to tie that game up to send it to overtime with two seconds to go, and that's the problem. They finally hit a three pointer. Yeah, no, that's the problem though. National like, championship. Here we no, go. I mean, Here we go. That's, that, but that's the problem with this team. Like, it, there's so many like parts and there's so many no things reason, about it. Like, there's no reason why you should need a OT three pointer. Actually, they're Marquette. they're shooting forty two percent from three tonight. Also, eight of nineteen. Also, they've taken 19 three-pointers for a team that should maybe take 
five. Is seven. I was gonna say seven. <laughs> like that was gonna be my. Not, I was gonna give him ten, maybe. If I if I can go OWG, not great free throw shooters. Seven of seventeen <laughs> right now. <laughs> Those free points. Seven of 17. Like, I know the game of basketball has changed, and like the three point shot is the shot that you're supposed to be taking, but this team shouldn't be taking that shot. In retrospect, Marquette has 16 free throws, and they've made 14 of them. They also went seven for 20 from behind the arc. They made one less and shot one more. Yeah, seven for 20. And X is eight of 19. Let's talk UC basketball. Like that's more that, that's more deficiency by Marquette than us doing well. There was a twenty, so it makes it seem way worse than nineteen. It seems way worse. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I, no, no, no. Once you hit that point, yeah, ex- exactly. Let's talk some UC basketball briefly. So if I'm anybody who plays Xavier, I'm actually backing off. If guys go spot up for three, I'm like, good luck. (laughs) Oh, you hit one? Damn. Well, I guess we'll have to outscore you in overtime, (laughs) which shouldn't be too hard. Uh, I want to start off this UC basketball segment by saying I apologize. On behalf of the show, I apologize. And uh, – you have no idea what they did the past couple of days? We, no, we got a message uh, from a good friend of the show, Matt Stanton, uh, previous oh. guest, who called us out on our lack of AAC knowledge uh, <laughs> in, in the conference in general. <laughs> we have been saying all this time, hey, the AAC is going to be lucky to get one team in. They're going to be a one-bid team, team one bid team in the conference, uh, in the, the tournament. They're a one-bid one bid conference, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Matt Stanton sends us a message that goes, listen, guys. I think the show is getting better, which that's progress. Dig off the bat, but I dig it. I appreciate it. Thank you for for acknowledging it's getting better. That was our seven for twenty moment. Right. <laughs> He's <laughs> having a good night. He said, uh, "I I I like the show. Uh, I think you're doing great. I love you guys." I preface that all so that I can tell you how wrong you are about the AAC. And he said they're going to get three teams in the tournament. See now, last week I. I said two teams last week, assuming that you know, but that, three. But but your wow. assumption of two was based on winning somebody like winning the Memphis tournament who wasn't not Memphis. winning the tournament. Sure. Yeah, you said Memphis and somebody I, who. Else. Well, then I did research for the show today, and I was like, wait, hold on a second. They play Houston next week, and Houston's twenty one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like I was like, that's interesting. Didn't know that last week. And then oh. on top of that, he pointed out he was like, everybody forgets that Wichita State is in the American, I and that's do a team. Forget that. I totally forgot. I was like, oh shit, really? The Shockers? Okay, well, okay. Yeah, so enough. right now, AAC has two people in the top twenty-five: Houston at twenty-one, Wichita State at twenty-three. Memphis has just Memphis dropped right out. There. Yeah. Now that they are they're... finally dealing with the loss of the top freshman yeah. in the class, and now they've. They've lost, you know, you know, a couple in a row here. But. but but it's not crazy to think the AAC gets three teams. Like this isn't if you had told me before Matt sent that message that the AAC was gonna get three teams, I'd be like, You are high. And then he sends that and I start looking into it and I'm like, damn, the AAC is probably gonna get three teams. Like Matt Stanton's a hundred percent right. Matt Stanton is a very funny comedian. If you have a chance to go see him uh do so. Uh, he is super funny and, and absolutely worth your time. Uh, go check him out wherever you can. And Dayton's still seven. Ah! Yeah. There's that. The, the only solace I take in uh, Dayton being seven is that I, I really feel like they're one of those teams that first weekend they're out. Like they're the weakest top okay, ten teams you could ever Here's be. what we need to happen. 
Dayton needs to play their way into a one seed, and they need to lose to a 16 seed. It has to happen. That's the only way. That's the only way I'm going to be happy with this. They'll be a two or a three if they keep going the way they're going. And they also need to lose in the first week. Like It's possible. Round, they have they to. could lose to like a Baylor or a Oklahoma in that first weekend as a three seed. <sighs> I hate that Dayton's so good. Or ranked so high. Uh, so UC ends up, uh, so they've got Houston coming up on Saturday. Uh, this is their chance to kind of make a splash in the conference, make some noise. Uh, they are actually favored in this game according to ESPN's predictor. They, uh, ESPN's predictor has them at 60% chance to win this one. Uh, what do you think, man? You think they... Playing in fifth or arena. But it's sure, a home game. Sure. No, I mean, I... I thought about it earlier when I was looking at this because I saw the stats and I just thought this is a very good chance for UC to distance themselves from Xavier because coming into tonight, they had the identical 13-7 and overall record and UC hasn't played since Saturday, I believe. I think uh, that's right. Yeah. Sunday. One of the two, but whatever. You know, and they have a game – or no, no, they played, they yesterday. played yesterday. against yeah, And then they have yeah, a yeah, game yeah. Saturday. Right. Um, so they they ended up coming into today with the same exact record as Xavier. Xavier's playing tonight, but they have the chance to distance themselves with this win, and I think they got a good shot of it. Like it's, not, you know, it's at home. This is the type of shot that Xavier wishes they had because you, Xavier's looking at it where it's like, mm, gee, we don't have much chance to like show anything for the rest of the tournament. Where it's like, or for the rest of the time before the tournament. Whereas you see, it's like they're kind of in the catbird seat. Right. They control their own destiny. If they can win this one and kind of finish off the rest of the regular season, they have like a really good resume. Like, well, just we, we talked at. about Xavier doesn't have a resume. Like, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like Xavier doesn't have anything to pin their their hat on at all. Like they have to at this point just focus totally on the tournament. Like no matter what they do through the rest of the regular season, it's not really going to matter. Whereas UC controls kind of controls their own destiny. So yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, like. Despite losing the, the Xavier game, they have the better chance for being the, the team in the city that represents. Which is always the case, it feels like. Well, <laughs> it's just really sad if you're a Xavier fan because you, you beat UC and you're like, all right, like things are heading in the right direction. And you're going to look up and it's like, how the hell did everything what, – what hey, can we Can we get an NIT bid, please? Please? Can you let us into the NIT? All right. Uh, let's – Scott, why don't we go ahead and do that – Hockey. We need to play that out. That's the problem. The, the chant needs to play out. That's the problem yeah. on that drop. We need to. It's the goal horn, and then let the chant play out. That's where it's not repeating. Was it, it just, just the finish of it though? Like it didn't even record. Like the the drop we got. Like this. Yeah. No, that was all it was. That was the full thing. So. Uh, so let's talk some Cyclones hockey, Scott. Uh, why don't you go ahead uh, while I watch this the rest of the Xavier game? Why don't you go ahead and do that hockey? I'm just gonna sit here and just watch this. <laughs> it's a str- <laughs> cool. It was a struggle <laughs> though for this week because they only they played two games since we last you know did the show. They won one. They lost. One, um, they're playing tonight. What happened in that game? Oh, cool, they won. Uh, because the Solar Bears, yeah, which we talked about, was what one a of good our team. I was name. gonna say was the one of our more Bears. favorite. The, tonight was Dollar Beer Night too. So, dude, is uh, Dollar Beer Night at the Cyclones is the greatest. Okay, but are the beers 
even that. So it's no, high, high life. life I'll and take PBR. I'll take a dollar high life. Oh. It doesn't really matter because yeah. the beer. I'm, being I'm drinking the PBR. You're gonna go PBR. Over I'm drinking the PBR over the champagne. Whoa, 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 whoa. The champagne. Are we, of are we about to have a champagne. fight right now? We are about to have a fight. Miller High Life is definitely no, no, no. the better choice. PBR is the better drinking beer. No, get out of here. Get out of here. Miller High Life is 100 percent a better false, false, dude. False. Dude. My tower of PBR will be way bigger than your tower. That's because it's water. I'm actually drinking beer as I'm, as I'm drinking Miller High Life. You're drinking water that's put in a beer can. It doesn't matter. Beer pyramids are way cooler when they're bigger. <laughs> bigger is always better. I know you haven't heard that much, but ah! bigger is always better. Scott, be the tiebreaker. High Life, PBR. High Life or PBR? PBR. You son. No, and it, here's, ahead, no, why, well, here's why here's why Joe's right is because – Miller Miller High Life tries too hard. Like the PBR. champagne uh, of beers. They sell it in a champagne bottle if you want. You can buy a not good. Right. Well, and that's it actually uh, champagne could be right. really good. But that's why I'm saying they try too hard. Like PBR is like, "Hey, we're shit beer. Drink us." Miller High Life is trying to be fancy and it's like, "No, no, no. You're just shit beer." No, I, no, you are worth this $1. Right. Like I embrace the the beer that's like, "We are who we are." Get us for a buck most nights. PBR. Whereas Miller High Life is like, hey, we got to have these fancy commercials. I have never heard Miller shit. High Life like position themselves. Really? As, you don't remember like, those commercials? No. You remember those like, of the guy with the dolly and he had yeah, like 18 the, things. Yes, and that dude was the greatest. That guy was awesome. You're, You're still done. worth a dollar. You're done. <laughs> Less than that dollar. But, no, but Miller High Life has never been like, you should pay Nine dollars for a bomber. They call beer. you no. champagne of beers. They expect you. It should <laughs> but be ne- worth But they've never priced it that high. It's never been priced that high. It's all tongue in cheek. Yeah, you guys no, are no, missing no, the no, whole no, gag. No, 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 no. You're See, missing the whole gag. See, it's the champagne of beers PBR. that sells for three dollars no, 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 a six I know, pack. I know. When I was eighteen years old, I sure. gave a cashier five dollars, and I was like, "Can you get me a six pack of beer?" She got me Miller High Life because it was five dollars so for a six it's pack. Nostalgic for you. No, it's because they've never. I know, but like the the reason the reason that that ironic campaign doesn't work is that the the commercials themselves have always pretended to be like legit and serious. Like, but it's there's all no like cheek. It's not real. But the commercials don't give themselves as get out of here. Cheek. Get out of here. They get all of you. Get like, out of here. Okay. Miller High Life. Behind PBR. So after tonight's win, uh, Cyclones are now two and one since we last did the show. Uh, they probably should drink more Miller Highlight. Yeah, no real super cool promos coming up Friday night. They've got a Jesse Schultz jersey giveaway for the kids. Does it have a Miller High Life patch? <sighs> no, but we got to stop you talking about it. So <laughs> I mean, you just need to go out. The official spokesman of Miller High Life over here. It's cool. Like. I'm just saying PBR is it's like better for a buck. Hams, Miller High Life, oh, PBR. Also, also, it's a 513 Friday, which means $5 craft beers, $1 sodas, and $3 cheeseburgers. I'm I, did see, oh, well, I did uh, see I'm that. I'm on board now with this. 513 Friday. Right, but the only thing I didn't... How, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, no, 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 no. They it's never cool. talk about cheeseburgers as like a promo. It's always hot dogs. Right. Cheeseburgers is hot dogs a solid pizza. promo. Man. Dollar yeah. hot dog, and dollar that's pizza. Also, that's also funny because it's like, well, what if I don't like cheese? Can I get it for slightly less than $3? Like, can, can I, I get it for like $2.50? Can I get a $2.75 <laughs> burger? They're like, no. <laughs> you must get it with cheese. It's 513 night and this is the promo. You scrape like that a, cheese off and you like it. <laughs> I would like a Royale with cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did think that was a, a funny promo. I didn't know it only because – 
because of like we just had this conversation about beer, I was like, well, what's the what's their definition there at the Cyclones for craft beer? Anything I, I think that's it's not local. high life or PBR. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Bud Light's craft. Yep. Y'all like Coors Light? Uh, this craft Coors Light. I mean, they probably Mad Tree probably paid some money to be yeah. in there. Ryan, Ryan Geist probably Geist has some money. I was gonna say it's probably all local. And Braxton, I bet yeah. you those three, the biggest ones. You know, down here. Great Lakes somehow weasel more, their way more into line it. probably has like their own booth of like three that's beers. True. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, all right, five one three night. That's a solid. That's a solid promo. Well done, Cyclones. I like that. Uh, also, props on the cheeseburger, uh, Scott. Thank you for doing that hockey. You are. I try. Like it was a struggle this week. What much like, hockey to do? <laughs> I'm I'm starting to pick up on your doing that hockey. Uh, you're like, okay, what was what the, are the record? Promos? What's the promos? Yeah. Shit, I don't have anything else. <laughs> and the goalie's name is still don't know. And every week I'm sitting there at work. I'm like, Joe's gonna prose this goalie question, and I still don't know it. And f it, I'm just gonna go in tonight just with these promos and their record and hope for the best. Can we pull the Youngstown card, Joe, and try to get that one goalie on the show? Like Michael Hauser, he won tonight. I feel like we need to get that dude on the Michael show. Michael Hauser like, did to win tonight. Pull the Youngstown card, and be like, Yo, do it. Two Youngstown guys, uh, a fan and a black of, guy, a fan of an NFL team no, who's no, no, no. owned by a Youngstown guy. I, no, I know, but I don't even go that far. Just like two Youngstown guys and a black guy. And we just want to talk hockey. Uh, I don't know why that. Because they'd be like, wait a minute, a black guy that wants to talk hockey. I'm here. Oh, yeah. got you. Okay, Sympathy okay. Card. I thought you meant like Youngstown. I was like, have no, you no, been no, to no, Youngstown? No, 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 no. Uh, Xavier's about to go there. It's a minute left. They're about to go to double overtime against Marquette. This has been. I hate us. The, it really, it's it's terrible. Uh, a very terrible year for Xavier Dude, fans. Just real quick, tickets were going for as low as three dollars for Xavier today. Drink responsibly. That's all you need to know. Never, mm. never in the history of us being Xavier fans have tickets been available for three effing dollars. This has been a fantastic show. Ended on a real sour note, but let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> Reds are going to the playoffs. There we go. All right, I'm One back. more time. Nick what? Nick Castellanos. <laughs> Castellanos. Castellanos. Cool. Cast- Castellanos. I can't wait to see the, the sample size improve for his batting stats at Great American Bowl. Wait until he gets to that fifth game. Oh, man, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, hit the bell so that you know every time we post a new video. Uh, be sure to follow the show in between at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Jr. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4. You can hit us up on Instagram. Find us on Facebook where we do our regular uh, weekly show on Wednesday nights. Subscribe to us there so that you can see that show go live each and every Wednesday night. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) 